there's two questions in my brain which we can talk about as well which are yeah. which one to me Rachel in your opinion and you know obviously we're just talking about our opinions here yeah. is like is equity's equity worth it mm. what do you think I mean, I obviously I did a lot of research, aka I watched tons of TikTok videos. Hello, and welcome to episode 64 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Bridal Showers production of Come From Away Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. And you can also help out other theater nerd listeners by leaving us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. Leave us those ratings and reviews. To find out more about this theater nerd cult that we run on a daily basis, <laughs> check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. In today's episode, we're discussing the Actors' Equity Association and Patty Lapone. Patty, Patty, Patty. Patty, you know, in the producers when they're like, Tony, 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 Patty, Patty, Patty. <laughs> All right, Rachel, let's do this episode. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's but do first, it. we're going to do a segment right that we've officially termed and coined as What's the Buzz? That's right, guys. We have started. As you guys have noticed, if you're just joining us, we are going to officially name this segment, What's the Buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. If you can name what (laughs) musical that is from, we will send you guys a gift card. (laughs) First of all, email us, DM us, post it on our social media, whatever. Please yeah. let us know, and um, we will give you a special prize. But you yeah, can't look right. it up. You have to just right. know it off the top. That's right. Tippy top of your yeah. head. How are we going to verify this? This is the problem, <laughs> that they didn't just look it up. Well, we would know. We yeah. would know. Honor, honor code. Yeah. Girl Scout, Boy Scout, honor code. Yeah. Come on now. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. So this is the segment, the new, brand new segment that we are just starting today. LOL. Just kidding. A segment that we've been doing, but we officially coined today, uh, where we talk about uh, theater news news. happening today, happening on Broadway, happening on the West End, happening in our hometown, maybe, Hmm. you know, who knows? You never know when the and by hometown I mean our current town that our our current town that we're living in. (laughs) I just realized, or our hometown, or our hometown. Tell us your sure. hometown theater news, even if you don't live there anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I so Taylor, so what's I think, the news this week? Yeah, what's the buzz? So the first thing that we're gonna talk about, which we were remiss to talk about last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I guess this is how we truly feel about Phantom of the Opera. Just okay, kidding. rude. No, I'm Don't just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So the longest running show on Broadway, which also I years. do want to give. Uh, we didn't uh, last week. We didn't talk about how Wicked is now the tenth longest running or ninth run, longest running or something like that. It made a milestone. That's all I know. They passed Cats. Yes. We posted about it on our Insta yeah. story. Yeah. So, the Phantom of the Opera, Andrew Lloyd Webber's um, Stalker musical. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! Andrew Lloyd yes. Webber's Dahmer. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, the longest running Broadway show in history still closed Sunday night. This past Sunday, uh, April. I'm gonna make sure I get the two, date. two Sundays ago as of hearing this. Yes, two so Sundays. So not April yesterday, s- but the week before that. April 16th, my parents' wedding anniversary. So that's nice. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, Phantom of the Opera, one of the biggest shows ever. Apparently, I mean, there's lots of news, of course, surrounding this that is already old news by now. But um, <laughs> Laird yeah, Macintosh was the final phantom in the show um, and mm -hmm. he did not know he was going to go on like 24 hours before this is like a crazy crazy wild thing it's insane yeah i can't believe it actually happened i know there were so many videos of the final like both the final um open performance which was saturday night and the final um Mm -hmm. performance which was sunday yeah. Uh, of you know the orchestra of the the theater goers on Saturday night who was the general audience so like Taylor and I could have bought a ticket kind of thing. Um, they didn't want to leave, to yeah. the point where they asked like the orchestra was even playing an even longer end of the song yeah. uh, or of the show, and the actors went off stage changed into their normal clothes Mm -hmm. and the theater was dark and the people would still not leave and so eventually they started singing happy trails and the Mm -hmm. broadway actors came back on stage in their normal clothes crazy well the stage is dark and the chandelier has risen and it is just like i watched those videos and you know i was crying like just it was, a I think they stayed like show. 45 minutes after or something like I, that. I, you know, on Sunday of last week, I listened to the show all the way through twice. Um, yeah. And the first time around on the, you know, prologue and the overture, I cried a lot. I mean, I cried multiple times throughout the show. But yeah. just thinking about how impactful this show is. And last mm-hmm. year in 2022, there was a global release of the of all the recordings there was a global pandemic i'm like yeah rachel we all know (laughs) no no there was a a release of all the the like there was a global (laughs) record release of the songs in all these from all these different places in all these different languages and it's just so powerful to think that a show has lived so many lives and there are performers on that stage on sunday night who had performed on that stage over the, 3,000 yeah. performances of that the show. entire run also. I think there are people in it that were still in the, the first production, which is crazy. 
Um, and also, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but the the orchestra members that have been there for a long for the entire yeah. run. There's a great New York um, New York Times article that we'll link in the show notes about yeah. it. Yeah, it was insane, and also just how special um, that Emily Emile uh, could play as the last Christine um, is amazing yeah. as as the very first on Broadway African-American actress to play Christine. I think that's amazing. Um, and what a, yeah, what a crazy, crazy thing. I think it was awesome that Ruthie too, the chandelier got to take a bow herself. Yeah. We yeah. didn't talk about this. First of all, if you guys want to go back on, on episode six was our deep dive of Phantom of the Opera. Um, yeah, we we dove deep on it, and uh, we, did. we didn't talk yeah, about how Ruthie too was named after director Hal Prince's longtime assistant Ruth Mitchell, who was the director. Ah, yeah, that's amazing. I know. So, I, as we conclude the Phantom of the Opera discussion, there's <laughs> lots of rumors around. Yeah, is Sir this... Andrew Lloyd Webber yeah. even posted something? Yeah. Yeah. Saying the the chandelier shall rise. Hold on, let me see if I can quote it. Yeah, the yeah. chandelier shall rise once again in New York and sooner than everyone yeah. thinks. And yeah. that's like almost exactly how he said it yeah. too. I want the record to reflect. It was like a it was like get a clue that like Disney movie, like <laughs> I truly have why do I feel like I remember exactly what he said in that yeah. one video yeah. I watched? I don't know because he's a memorable individual. He also, it was truly. amazing that he dedicated the final performance to his um, late son, who uh, and everyone dedicated the performance to him. I thought that was really, really sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Super I don't know. Is this show gonna come back? Like people are saying that, like it's gonna come back and it's just gonna run off Broadway. But I, or I, I heard. I, I don't know. I I heard a rumor someone said they're just going to repair the Majestic and then it's going to just come back. I just feel like we did all of this for that. Yes, that's what I think. We all agonized over that. And also, why didn't repair during COVID then? (laughs) Yeah, and I I mean, I think, I'm sure maybe it will return to, maybe, maybe it will take, maybe every year it will come back as a recurring at the opera or at the encores or whatever might happen. I'd love that. Um, That every year there's like a, it's like Christmas Carol comes back every year, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like it would be, it could be something like that. I I do think it's such a big show, but I also, I mean, we talked about this in that episode. It is also a very complicated show. It lends itself mostly to white actors and um, also, like, the content of h- how one is groomed and the relationship between a man and a woman and a, mm. someone who's literally haunting an opera house and or also th- that woman could right. be very complicated in the 21st century without, you know, full yeah. context of the story being uh, based yeah. off of a novel that was written in the 1800s. How much of Gen Z loves Phantom of the Opera? That's what I want yeah. to do. Uh, a, a Discord on that. But oh, you can hear all our thoughts in episode six of our show. Go back and listen to that. I am making a prediction that it's not going to come back for a while. Also, yeah. if it did 
back? Would it be a brand new opening? Does that mean it's eligible for Tonys? This is all my questions. So. I just really, I everyone was like, they are closing Phantom to make Bad Cinderella happen, and that's not how this works. Like An- right. Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber is not like, oh, I can, I need to balance my checkbook here. Like that's not how that yeah. works. But I am curious, will we get a Cats revival? Again? Yet we again. just had one like five years well, ago. 2018. It's time know. to rise again. I don't know. I don't know. We need right. a Joseph revival. That's you won't give me cats. I'll do Susical. Not the same, but similar. No, but Joseph, I'd do that. That I would, do. I would or do. Or where's Devil Wears Prada? Or is that Elton John? I get it confused. That's Elton John. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. But uh, ALW is convinced that it's going to come back, so we'll see. Uh, he's also convinced that it didn't think. need to close, so... <laughs> He's convinced about a lot of things. He said some things, as we know, during the West End version of Bad Cinderella that really were not good. So right. we take right. him with a grain of salt and his old age. True. True. Just like every older white individual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Moving on, we have the Waitress Pro Shot, which I'm so excited. They, uh, this, this has been in the can for a while. I mean, I think they filmed it last September, right? Whenever like it came back for yeah, that quick moment. And um, it's officially opening up, lol, at um, okay. the 2023 Tribeca Film Festival, um, which is going to be from June 7th through June 18th. So just in a couple months here, which means I've heard that it's going to Apple TV Plus, but I don't know if that's 100% mm. true. Um, Good news but- is Taylor and I both have that. True. Subscribe to it, Ted Lasso. Um, Schmigadoon. Oh, yeah, Schmigadoon. 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 Really. Chicago. Um, Schmigadoon. Chicago. You can't do it without the jazz hands. Yes, the Fosse hands. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. We both love a pro shot. Yes. Yeah. Should they have just. Kristen and Edina pro shot for Wicked instead of doing this two-part movie. <laughs> we'll come to find out later in our What's a Buzz uh, section true, here. True. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited. Sarah is going to be in the in the in the filmed. But who was the Doctor Pomodoro? Do you know? Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know I, Jason Mraz would be my guess, but I don't know if that's actually who. It was. Or was it was it the main one or the original one? I don't know. I don't know either. But Drew Gailing, Drew Gailing, I think his name was. Yes, I saw um, him. Yeah, excited. Also, this will lead us into our next news item. The Waitress Musical Twitter account posted eight hours ago. Did you see this, Rachel? No. I can't wait. <laughs> they to tweeted, hear what you're quote, sorry, we don't have any leaks like the Wicked movie. <laughs> I am oh, on that. my ass. That's so funny. Amazing. It's so amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. If you do, if you guys oh, want to see week. the the oh. waitress pro shot, it, it, tickets go on sale May second for Tribeca Film Festival in New York City. Yes, this week, Rachel, talk to us about the Wicked movie leaks. Well, this week, um, depending on your point of view, <laughs> depending on your POV. We got the first look, right? This was this week. We got the first photos Uh of uh, Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo as the Wicked Witch and as Glinda. And honestly, they didn't, to me, they looked like concept art 
it well, didn't they, look yeah, like photos. Yeah, it's so far away. You don't yeah. see their faces. Yeah. It was kind of like teasing you. And then we saw closer ups by the people. They gave us the closer ups of at least Ariana. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, someone be doing something because we found out where the sets <laughs> were. Yeah. And yeah. people who are working and or just drones are taking videos yeah. and audio recording of yeah. what is happening on set, which I have because I, of course, watch one TikTok about it. It is all that my TikTok is. And it's all your for you. Like literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I have one person <laughs> over here who's like, this is why this is amazing. And like, she's totally yeah. not singing to a track. Of, I mean, yeah. it's her. It's her singing. I mean, when you look at the video, she's obviously singing she's, to a she's track. She's lip singing. She's lip singing to a track. then right. people are like, whose track is it? And there's all these like analysis. Obviously mm-hmm. it's her. Right. Hello. But then the right. other people are like, this is terrible. This is why like live theater is live theater and there shouldn't be phones and like all this stuff. And like, can you imagine the PR nightmare that's happening? So depending on your point of view, you were either blessed, graced or distraught by multiple videos leaking Mm -hmm. of Ariana Grande as Glinda, the good witch at the beginning of wouldn't uh, at the, is it, it's um no is it wouldn't be happier no no it's a, i mean it wouldn't, wouldn't be happier more. it's wouldn't be happier it's the okay. beginning of act so it's this people are speculating that this is the second movie this is this is part two but why okay but this is the other yeah. the other thing is why are we filming the second movie when it's going to yeah. come out a year after oh the i think first i think they're, i think they're filming it all at once I think why why yeah. well continuity and but like, why can't you just release it back? To but they back? filmed all three Lord of the Rings at once, and then they released. Oh, them it kills yeah. me. <laughs> they do it all. I actually think it's a it's a good idea to film it all at once. Also, I wonder if they're gonna get in the editing room and be like, maybe there should be one movie. <laughs> um, right. But anyway, um, she looked. Yeah. I mean, I personally, this is my personal opinion. I felt like she looked amazing as Glinda, mm-hmm. and the. The things I were hearing through my ears sounded so good, even yeah. with all of the like wind or the camera clicking or whatever was happening. Yeah. So I personally am excited. I do think that they need to get their shit locked down for lack of a better way to say that. Right. And I think that they need to, I don't, I don't think this was planned. There's also part of my TikTok who says this was all a plan. I'm like, I don't oh, think no this way. was a part of the plan. No. I don't think they approved these things going out after they had done such a great job orchestrating the photos going out. So, yeah, except I feel like this was best. I I think, okay. I, I think a lot of things, first of all, okay, yeah. Marvel, so, if we compare this to like a Marvel thing, like the, things get leaked all the time. If you're filming outside, like those photos of Lady Gaga from Joker two, I don't know if you saw them, Rachel, Yeah, but mm-hmm. Like the, if you're filming outside, someone like not people on the aren't singing. Stage. Yeah. What? In those. Well, well Joker two is a well, musical. Well, okay, fair. Yeah. That's there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. But um, I mean, also too, if you listen to the recording of Ariana Grande, I mean, it just sounds like she's just doing like opera singing. Like that's that that song is just like high singing. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're hearing anything new like a new song but it sounds good hearing. people are like yeah, people are great. like 
we didn't think she could do this. I'm like, this is she's yeah. she's but that's why she she's got talented. The role. Right. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I'm over both of them saying that both of these these women are not talented enough. I'm like, y'all. Yeah. Apparently there's controversy about like her body image and like the way she looks and like how small she looks. And I just don't even want to entertain any of that because I think that's just like trolls online being horrible. Also, um, what? I know. Like she does. She looks amazing. She's a witch. These yeah. are not re- I mean, hello? I anyway. I but there's gonna the be thing a I do later. I know the thing I do want. Well, Doctor Dillman has not been casted yet, so I think they cut that shit from the movie. I just want to let you know. So what will <laughs> I, I do? So. How will my so. heart go on, Taylor? I know. Well, listen, go watch Titanic <laughs> for your heart to go on. Go watch Titanic. Go see Titanic for your heart to go on. Titanic. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about just her look overall because it's very different from the stage musical if we are to believe that this is the thank goodness number she normally has curly hair during well actually during this number she has a green a green dress on right isn't it green uh, and I then blue but that's okay no no the but blue dress like comes later oh, okay but it but has, she's speaking, it has it's, yes it's green she's in oz and it's, her hair it, is up. it's green and her hair is up and she's got like a uh like a cover over her shoulders mm-hmm. that like ties yeah. and it's a straight dress yeah and it has a collar it's like half Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and she has a little hat on and her hair is up so that's very different this to me screams more like paying homage to the wizard of oz the glinda in the movie Mm -hmm. and that is what she looks like yes in the original movie yeah but it looks more modern it looks more like fun and flirty um her hair is down she doesn't but i wonder if they're gonna do the blue dress just at the end like at the at the very end of the movie you know so. i still am on the page of the second movie of this will be the Wiz, <laughs> or a remake of the wizard of oz do they have a dorothy cast just actually the yeah. second movie is the last song the last two yeah. songs and the entirety of the wizard of oz yeah i mean am i mad about it i don't know no but I do want to say she. I think she looks great. I was a little un, not sure how to feel about the casting of Ariana Grande, but I think she sounds great and I think she looks great. And even the photo of her, which looks the two photos that John M. Chu released, she looks great in yeah. that. But it is again, it's interesting to me that she's wearing the pink dress. So how much of the pink dress is she going to wear? Like, is it just all pink? Right. And I wonder if they're doing that because most audiences that haven't seen the show won't know she didn't won't wear. know she didn't yeah. like why are they doing the blue dress? But the blue dress is like iconic from the musical. So I don't know. Yeah. But it is fun. The, the, the set photos of Munchkin Land look super cute. I will they say do it look looks fun. It looks almost like Candyland. <laughs> It does look exciting. I am yeah. excited. Yeah. I okay. Too. Enough about Wicked casting <laughs> and Wicked movie yeah. stuff. And on to the fact that Corbin Blue will be hosting the Jimmy Awards the this 14th year. Annual Jimmy Awards. And I feel like the Jimmys, for people that don't know, the Jimmy Awards are basically the Tony Awards, but for high school professionals. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. this is how mm-hmm. we've gotten some amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. Renee Rapp. Some, Renee Rapp. Andrew Barth Feldman, 
Um, Ryan McCartan um, mm-hmm. was in it. There's been a- a- Ava Noblezada was in the Jimmy Awards. Have you watched her Jimmy Awards performance? I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it's amazing. It's I remember when I found it. I, yeah, where yeah, we're all gonna send it to Rachel and Lincoln in the show mm-hmm. notes below. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I think the Jimmy Awards are starting to become, especially the year that Renee Rapp and Andrew Barth Feldman won. We're like same, them yeah. two, like yeah. Renee Rapp is going to be. Regina George in the Mean Girls movie musical. Angie Barthelman is in a comedy this summer with Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, like it's starting to be a big yeah. thing. Yeah. It already was, but like yeah. it's also only in its 14th year, y'all. Yeah, so it's young. Little baby Jimmy Awards. Little yeah. baby Jimmy's. So exciting stuff. Go back and watch all the Jimmy Award videos because they're all great. They're Especially, so good. Yeah, the year that, that Andrew and Renee won, that year was really strong. Like there's a lot of great people. Although Renee raps singing the song from uh, Chaplin. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Amazing. So good. Um, um, do you want to shout out that Ariel Jacobs is going to lead the Broadway cast of Here Lies Love on Broadway? Yeah. Tickets on sale now. They're redoing that whole theater for that. Uh, yeah. And then speaking of things that happened on Broadway this week, Peter Pan Goes Wrong opened officially. Opened with new, with, with MPH. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently yeah. he's not, he's not like, I saw an interview with him and he was like, I'm not in the show that much. And I was like, oh, okay. But Art, <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, I know. But uh, you're selling tickets. And he was like, I haven't been on Broadway since Hedwig, which was like almost 10 That's years ago. Great, Z. I know. And I was crazy. like, wow. Amazing. Yeah. And to conclude, at least this part of the Broadway news, mm-hmm. maybe not all, just the buzz. our second to last buzz yeah. is uh, a sad piece of news that we found out as of recording this yesterday. Mm. Um, Todd Hames from the Roundabout Theater Company, he passed away at 66. Yes. Um, so. Roundabout, such a big contributor to the theater space. So we will yeah, definitely absolutely. miss him and lots of people posted about him. Um and we just send all the love to, to his family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last but not least, as we transition out of our buzz segment into our main discussion, the topic at hand, the Patty topic at hand. Um, our last final piece of buzz is the Mean Girls is going to launch in 20, fall of 2023 a non-equity tour mm. with networks is going to launch the the union tour will play its final performance on may 7th 2023 so it will launch a non-equity tour starting in the fall i saw the tour this past fall in uh october i believe is when i saw it mm. um not on october 3rd but um sad yeah. So this okay. kind of transitioned us into our main discussion today, which is what we're talking about. We're talking about the Actors Equity Association. Yes, the Actors yeah. Equity Association. I know this is everything everyone wanted to hear from it's us. It's so exciting. It's so, it? No, we're going to make it fun. But I, I feel like yeah. I wanted to share why yeah. um, I wanted or we wanted to talk about this. And it really all started with Patti LuPone. I mean, not really, but kind of. 
If you throw back, if you go to... back far back enough, everything starts with Patty. It's true. If you do. So last yeah. last October, October 2022, thereabouts, um, mm. the company revival. Patty was done with the company revival. And there was an incident at the Hades. We, I know, we talked about this. There was an incident at the Hades at at the Hades Ooh. Town performance, yeah. um, where a um, theater patron was using a closed captioning kind of device that obviously is electronic, and a performer called them out, thinking that they were recording the show, and chaos on the interwebs, mostly Twitter, ensued. Um, and yeah. the Broadway act- actress, I believe, White, whose last name is White, ended up talking to um, the B- Broadway patron. And, the, you know, I think that they sorted it out even before all of the articles were written about the situation. And, yeah. you know, the patron went, you know, took but she but they did take to social media and say this is why it's important to inform other people about how theater can be ableist and why we need to like understand that there are sometimes that people are using electronic devices that are not actually just because they're bored or because they're trying to illegally record a show or because they're checking on when their takeout's going to be ready, right? Like there are people who are using electronic devices in a way that is helpful for them to view and enjoy the theater. And Jeremy Harris no. Someone else. Huh, I'm going to think about it. I think that that's right. Anyway, um, posted about this also on Twitter and it became a big thing. And uh, it was picked up by a few articles um, or, yeah, by a few news sources because essentially there was a tweet that said at least she didn't patty them or mm-hmm. lapone. I can't remember which. Right. Because if you recall further back it, during the year, um, when mask policies were still in place, it like mandated still in place in all of the, the theaters in New York on Broadway, Patty Lapone was caught on camera calling out a audience member mm-hmm. and essentially became both of them ended up arguing at each other about the situation and there were bad words that were exchanged. Mm-hmm. So all of this started, I think, uh, multiple conversations right that we definitely some of which are not the topic of today but one of them was that patty then was like i you know her name was thrown out so much during this time because people were saying at least she didn't do what patty did right or whatever basically patty was being belittled and she didn't like it that's my read that's not an official opinion (laughs) and patty said well fine f you all anyway and she essentially quoted that she is, quote, giving up her card, her equity card. Yeah. So then that made me think a lot about what the heck does that mean? She's like, you'll never, you won't see me on a Broadway stage for a very, very long time because I'm giving up my equity card. And yeah. she said, in quote, gave up my equity card, no longer part of that circus. Figure it out. End quote. Figure it out. <laughs> I just can't figure it out to be by Patty Lapone. <laughs> figure it out, a Patty Lapone novel mm, series. Yeah. No, what's so funny is that literally this week Patty Lapone was on The View, and I, for some reason, I never watched The View, but for some reason I happened to be in a news station that was playing The View 
while Patty Lapone was on view. <laughs> it was meant to be. And I truly was be. like, what is happening in Patty's my life? You. Well, you and know why she was on so, the view, right? Yes, because yes. of a movie. She's, she's promoting she's... her film, which is Bo is Afraid, which is the new Ari Aster film starring yes. Joaquin Phoenix and right. she and Nathan Lane, speaking of Broadway, are both Love in it. Broadway. Yes. Yeah. And and she says lots of things and she has been very clear about her opinions about the previous president and just she's just very yeah. she, as we talked about a Broadway diva she is very loud she's very boisterous she mm-hmm. is potentially a lot to handle but yeah. when she essentially said I'm giving up my equity card and to quote you all figure this I'm give I'm what I'm leaving this circus She said I gave up my equity card no longer a part of that circus figure it out okay. figure it out Yeah yeah how could I forget that part? Okay. Right. Anyway. I do want to say also off the heels of her Tony. Like yes. this was off the yes. heels of her Tony like, for company. Way to say that after like, you've won multiple yeah. Tonys and had yeah. lots of yeah. success. Yeah. But yeah. it yeah. made me think about something that I know I have learned about. I know that it's important related to professional acting, but because Taylor nor I, much to our chagrin potentially, are not professional actors, we don't deal with the day in and day out of what equity and non-equity actually means um, and how that impacts us. So I really wanted to kind of touch base on what is that, you know, what is equity work? What is non-equity work when it relates to uh, Broadway and also off-Broadway and theaters and theaters and performers and stage Mm. managers how does that impact us as audience members but then mostly what is this conversation like and just to clarify here neither of us are experts on this situation and so we're just going to talk through what we know and what people have been saying um thanks to the you know amazing talented somewhat crazy patty lapel moment absolutely yeah and on that view performance she spoiled a lot of stuff from her new she marvel did. show she's gonna be she on did. <laughs> i know i went back to watch the 11 yeah. minute interview of her yeah. it yeah. was very long it's crazy we'll link it in our show notes below it was it's insane she definitely it is interesting it kind of reminds me oh yeah kind of reminds me also a little bit of like this past award season with Kate Planchett, every she went, she didn't obviously didn't win the Oscar, but she won like a Critics' Choice maybe and and uh, something else. But she would go up there and say, "Oh, these award shows are dumb. These are stupid. Like, why do we have these? Like, it's just a, like it's just putting us women up against each other." But also, you have two Oscars, so right. But right. So right. you're saying that now, but right. Yeah, right. I don't know. So, but you have work, yeah. right? Like, but you yeah. have this work. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so it's, I think it's important, you know, also listen, if you're listening to our show and you want to one day become an actor or involved mm-hmm. in the industry at all, the Actors Equity Association is a great place, you know, as you know. It's a, it can be a good asset for actors to use. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about it and what it is. And if you are, are, you know, a lot of the time you hear actors say, oh, this is when I got my equity card. And like, what right. does that actually mean? Right. Um, so we're going to do that. Uh, talk about a little bit about that today as well. Um, we're going to get into like the history of the AEA. Um, but 
doing a little overview here of stuff that I found. It was the Actors Equity Association was founded in 1913 um, and is the U.S. labor union that represents more than 51,000 professional actors and stage managers, Mm -hmm. which is kind of insane. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Um, The EAA fosters the art of live theater as an essential component of society and advances the careers of its members by negotiating wages, improving working conditions, and providing a wide range of benefits, including health and pension plans. Now, the Actors' Equity Association was a huge part of the during the pandemic like they were a huge Mm -hmm. part a lot of people thought they were going to lose their health insurance so a lot of people um were were trying to get work but also just um there's also the actors community fund which Mm -hmm. also they raise money to give all types of or it's not called it's called the entertainment community fund now that's what it's called um, they raise money to give people funds in times, you know, that are in the industry um, in times of need. And COVID was obviously a huge need because a lot of these people were not working. We're yeah. not, we're just stuck at home. We're not doing anything. Um, so that was a big, you know, a lot of them just needed money just to pay their, um, their dues for Acres equity to keep their health insurance. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I would say one thing about, I mean, for people who live in the United States, labor unions are kind of like, even if you're not a part of one, you've heard of them. We grew yeah. up learning history of labor unions, right? Like protecting the workers' rights. Um, I think, yeah. think about, you know, what it's like in a you kind of terrible factory condition in the 19 in like mm-hmm. you know the 20 early 20th yeah, century think about billy elliott and right. exactly. the mining exactly. Yeah, exactly exactly so labor yeah. unions have been around forever in in terms yeah. of american history and they're like a really big prominent thing teachers unions exist they're the reason why you know people go on strike in california all the time right like there are all these things about unions so it's very much a part of our culture um mm-hmm. and so this is essentially the labor union for uh, professional actors and stage managers. Mm-hmm. And as, as Taylor said, they obviously help with wages and working conditions and health care and benefits and pension yeah. and all that stuff. Um, and back in there, you know, they've, they have also been a part of trying to advocate although we will talk about how well or not advocate for um members who have been ostracized because of their race um and so trying to also work on behalf of the actual workers uh, or the performers who are there um Mm. now i'm sure we have i'm sure you have a lot to to say about it there are a lot of caveats on how this actually works um but the actors equity association constantly uh works with broadway the broadway league really to create a contract where it says this is the wage that we believe equity um you know actors should be paid and this is the benefits that we believe they need to be paid. And the Broadway League says, okay, we'll say that we'll pay our, like, we'll sign that contract. 
And that yeah. happens for both the like producing of a show, even if technically it doesn't fully run on Broadway, if it's going mm-hmm. to be a Broadway type show and they are staging it that way, then the Actors Equity Association can come in and say, this is what we, we think. But uh, frequently it's like a blanket statement and every three years, that's what's supposed to happen. Every three-ish years, these contracts yeah. get renegotiated, which is, I mean, similar to how it happens, I think, right, in California. And that that's when things, the if the contracts don't seem right on both sides, right, like someone decides to go on strike. And that's obviously always going to be the actors because they are the labor during this. They would go on strike and say, we're not going to work for you right now right. because you're not giving us what we are asking for. Right. Um, so we're seeing this. I think we may mention it, or I can't remember if I can. Yeah, we did. Week, mm-hmm. But we, did. we mentioned it last week with the writer's strike that's about to happen in Hollywood right now because their union is not listening to the needs that they want. So that then this happened back in 2009, I believe. The writer's strike, or 2008, maybe the writer's strike happened um, in Hollywood because they were not getting the they were not granting the things that the writers were asking for, um, for the union of the writers in, in that particular area. I will say, I think this, this also happens for regional productions too. Cause I think about even our hometown, our hometown theater, what's the buzz. Um, we're going <laughs> to, our hometown theater, we've had a lot of professional working mm-hmm. New York actors come down and equity actors, yeah. equity actors and work. And I'm sure that they have a different price range as far mm-hmm. or, you know, salary than yes. the actors that are local actors that just come and work and or it could be professional actors, but also just they're not that just come. They're non equity. Exactly. So that's a little yeah. bit different. I do yeah. want to shout out also the president, the current president of the Actors' Equity Association. Her name is Kate Schindel. And you mm. know what's awesome about Kate Schindel, Rachel? That she has a fun name. She does have a fun name. She was the original Vivian in Legally Blonde no on way. Broadway. She oh sure was. I know. That's crazy. Amazing. She studied at Northwestern University and earned the title of Miss America in 1998. Wow. I know. Crazy. That's Good crazy. for her. Good, Good for, for you, her. Kate Chindle. So I feel like something that frequently doesn't happen unless there's a problem is that the mm-hmm. equity, the Actors Equity Association isn't frequently in the news. There might be press releases about something or whatever, yeah. but until something like, you know, I've already cursed a lot. So until shit hits the fan, <laughs> um, you, really, we don't hear about them, which is, I, I think, why if you're not a professional actor, uh, or not seeking to be a professional actor in in training or in school, you don't actually probably know what the Actors Equity Association does mm-hmm. and or are not a part of listening to the dialogue on why equity versus non-equity things might be yeah. supportive. So I don't know where really where to start, Taylor, because I feel like there's a lot related to the dialogue of what Actors Equity has been doing since the pandemic into now the almost strike that is currently avoided but could potentially still happen related Mm. to things and then also conversation about what why like why some people are for and why some people are against 
actors' equity, but maybe we should talk about how it works. Well, I think this is also an interesting discussion because recently my sister, shout out to Hannah, we've shouted her out on the show before. Hello, if you're listening. She is so funny. She, yeah. She was supposed to go see Hamilton two times before this third time. And Mm. the first time the pandemic happened, the second time she had a baby. And this past time. That do be happening. That do be happening. This past time she um, did actually go. However, because of this current um, Actors Equity Association and Broadway League, um, touring strike. contract strike that was happening the the performers of Hamilton almost refused to perform her show because there was no agreement yet with the with the union and so she was like man this is gonna happen for a third time <laughs> but literally like the day of her show they like reached an agreement and supposedly a premature to, agreement yes. we still have to they members yeah. still have to vote on the agreement yeah so they well they went on for that show and she got to see it so that's exciting yeah but um kind of crazy like it does a, it's affecting things now i think also yeah so we can talk about should we what... start there should we start there let's start there yeah let's start there okay yeah so recently um the Actors' Equity Association has been in the news for two reasons, and one of which is what Taylor just mentioned. Right. And that is that the – I actually have a really – there's a really good TikTok of the actor who plays Milky White who goes over this. Mm-hmm. And, and his experience and opinion is very well articulated and way better than what I'm about to do. So we will link that here, <laughs> and you will definitely enjoy that more. Yeah. But essentially, the Broadway League is what I said before helps touring – helps some professional regional theaters and helps Broadway Mm -hmm. decide, um, you know, kind of what contracts are going to happen in those Broadway houses, in those theaters. And the Actors' Equity Association represents the equity actors. And so they are set. There was a contract that happened before Mm -hmm. COVID. Um, And like I said, these contracts normally last three years because we have to renegotiate for inflation and for other things that might be standard practice, like the benefits of health insurance and other benefits like pension and whatever it might be. Um, And these, because of the pandemic, these contracts that were negotiated and agreed upon before between Actors' Equity and Broadway league uh and were completed and had their three years are actually old i think they're seven years old now um or they could be five i don't remember this tiktok will tell you well this current contract is is a three-year contract yes so what they're trying to do it what right but the one that they're currently using as the uh for the reason why the tours are still happening even though there's not a contract is old it's either five or seven years old And so Actors' Equity is like, hey, it's time for us to send you our new contract. And the Broadway League was like, I don't know how we feel about this, actually. You're asking for too much, essentially. Mm, This is me personifying these groups of people who have a lot of money, both of which have a lot of money. And and also, I think there are some stipulations about stage managing and uh, specifically raising – 
the base salary for some stage managing uh, experience. And then also there are definitely more healthcare coverage that exists in this new contract. Mm -hmm. And the Broadway league was like, yeah, son, I don't really know about it. Like we're going to think about it, but probably it's not going to work for us. And that's when actors equity association was like, we're going (laughs) to have our union, have our labor force go on strike. Right. Yeah. Because we'll force their hand because the thing that forces everyone's hand, as we know, is money. Um, So essentially, apparently, a few days after we heard that there might be a potential strike, uh, that actually has been potentially resolved where whatever full conflict was happening, uh, Actors Equity Association and the Broadway League have reached some kind of agreement. And that agreement and hopefully new contract that would last, once again, three years from the time it's signed um, would uh, be voted on and approved by all the members in the actors equity who are part of equity. And the contract that they're specifically, you know, needing to vote on combines the previous touring productions contract, which cover bigger budget shows as well as short term engagement touring agreements and also cover shows with lower weekly sales guarantees. Um, yeah. As of April 3rd, which was recently, of course, as of recording this, April 20th, 89% of members on tour had signed a strike pledge. So Yikes. That's kind of crazy. That's a lot. I know. So it seems like they all kind of band together and we're like, hey, let's do this. So. Yeah. Which, I mean, is how, how things go. I mean, the what is very interesting here is that the who's footing the bill it really confuses me um and i don't really have a lot of knowledge on this mm. but i do think broadway the the houses the people who are taking on the money for tours especially not just broadway um houses you know uh stages theaters that's the word theaters right not just broadway mm-hmm. theaters but the places that are you know having the tour happen they take on a risk right if they cannot sell all of the seats then they don't get all the profits and they had to pay for the you know the tour to be there and part yeah. of what they're paying the tour is about the the wages that they're gonna have to pay those actors uh and what has happened in the past and probably also is why equ- equity exists is that People said, well, we're not going to pay you up front. We're going to pay you once we recoup or once we get mm-hmm. the money. Obviously, that's not how our world works anymore. But that's right. what used to happen, right? Like, I would pay you as an actor. After all the patrons came in and paid me, I cut some from the top, probably also. And then I gave it to you. And that was great if the house was full. But mm. think about, right, you're doing Shakespeare, in London and that day is a holiday and no one comes to see your show, but like four people and that's the money and the, 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 all the fees that existed before right. still exist and you get paid a pound mm. versus mm. 30, which is definitely not the type of money they had then. So, you know, yeah. but right. Like the idea is that actors equity and other labor unions say, you cannot say that it's dependent on the sale. Right. Like yeah. my work is good, whether or not there is enough sale. Yeah. Which makes, I mean, listen, if I was a performer, I would want to get paid regardless of whether people came or not. Cause that's Absolutely. not their fault. Right. That's not their fault. 
Um, I will say this article that I'm reading says equities priorities for the touring contract included increasing members per DM rates to cover the rising cost of food and housing on the road, wage increases and greater coverage for actors and stage managers on tour whenever a member is sick, injured or otherwise unable to go on. Yeah. So essentially Um, not penalizing you for being sick especially with covid policy so that's the other thing that relates right. to being sick there are certain covid policies that now exist that did not exist three years ago that mm-hmm. could not have possibly been in the contract related to sickness and if right. you're sick because you have a stomach bug that's very different than you being sick and testing positive for covid and have to stay in the hotel room that you're in in one city while your tour goes to the next two cities and you have to catch up the next two cities and you yourself have to foot the bill that's true. I didn't right, and that, that happens. And Legally Bond wow. is a great example of that happening. The tour this year, that's happened to them twice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I do want to m- reference, too, so this obviously is not the first strike that has happened in the right. Actors' Equity Association. Yeah, yeah. In 1919, the equity called the first strike in the history of the American theater, demanding recognition as the performer's representative and bargaining agent. The strike lasted 30 days. It spread wild, wild, spread to eight cities. It closed 37 plays and prevented the opening of 16 others and cost millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. When the strike ended, the producers signed a five-year contract that included most of Equity's demands. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Basically, strikes are effective. Yes. Not working is effective. Peaceful (laughs) If there are enough of you. If there are enough of you, right? And that's the whole idea of a union. One other thing I can't do is fully understand the difference between Equity, how one becomes Equity and not, and the choice to become Equity or not. So I'm going to do my best at explaining it, and then Taylor is going to say, that's not right, or that's (laughs) right, and add his own flair to it. You do it. You do it. You got it. Essentially, it's challenging for me. Essentially, the best way I could describe it is it's kind of like healthcare through your employer. Right. So they're now, okay, but the second, oh, I, I meant to say this because remember throwback when I said there are two reasons why Actors' <laughs> Equity has been in the news. So the one that we just talked about is one reason. And the second is because they basically changed their open access policies or are considering changing their open access policies, which means that there are certain places physically in the United States and also lesser barriers potentially to becoming an equity member. So not only do you pay actors equity, just like you would in any other labor union, like if you're in a teacher's union, you do pay a fee to be a part of the teacher's union. They're protecting your rights. You're paying Mm -hmm. them for that in hopes that you're actually negotiating better deal for yourself in the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so obviously actors equity, you pay them, but you don't just pay. It's not like you can just pay and be an equity actor. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we might be paying just to be an equity actor, right? Like exactly. Can't do that. There this are podcast certain, is equity. Obviously. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. There are certain rules, um, most of which relate to, the amount of work that you have had and how and where mm-hmm. those professional jobs have been. Yeah. And also it relates to um in addition, it might relate to a role that you're being offered that is 
from an equity experience or from Broadway or from an equity tour. So mm -hmm. you can become an equity actor essentially for two in two routes, although the one route that I'll explain first kind of is changing a bit. But essentially <laughs> you work hard and you do the things and the rules to make sure that you get, get enough practicum hours, if you will, <laughs> uh, right? And yep. then you can apply and then you also pay to be a part of an equity, to be a part of equity. Yep. Once that happens, once you're a part of equity, um, mm. you're a part of equity yep. until you decide to not pay of, yeah. to be a part of it, like Patty yeah. LaPone, hence the beginning of the story. Um, but essentially, that means that you're really normally only able to be contracted with other things that are equity work. Now, that's not always true, but typically mm -hmm. that is true. You are an equity worker, which means your rates are higher. And so if you audition for a non-equity show, the likelihood you're going to get it as an equity worker is really low because your rates might be $2,000 a week and the yeah. other person's rate is $150 a week or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's challenging. But and we'll talk about the consequences of that but the second way you can be an actor who's a part of the equity actors equity association is because you audition for a role that is related to equity like broadway say that they're yeah. having an open call and you don't have to be an equity performer and you audition and by the grace of the universe you are being asked to be in that role right then that contract if you sign that contract you have to be an equity worker. Yeah. So yeah. what happens is through your employer, this is why I'm using it in quotes like healthcare, through your employer, you become an equity actor. And that's how you can book an equity job. I also equate this a lot to like Joey Tribbiani on Friends because he would like need something. He would always be like, oh, I'm going to lose my health insurance. So I need to like get a commercial and then pay the dues, mm. you know, have it. And he would always like borrow money from Chandler to like pay his dues or whatever. Yes, because you do have to pay. Yeah. Like I said at the yeah. very beginning. Right. Yeah. And I was looking at the pricing, which you can look at on the Actors Equity website. Tell us how and crazy it is, eh? Do you think it's too much? I don't know. Um. Yes, tell me. Tell Literally say out loud what the numbers are. Okay, let me look. Let me look. I gotta. Equities dues structure has two components. So the basic dues are $176 annually. Build at $88 twice a year, May and November. I don't know. I don't feel like that's terrible, but maybe mm -hmm. that's a lie. Mm -hmm. And then considering that my current health insurance for my job is $66 a paycheck. Their health insurance, that <laughs> yeah. they have to pay health insurance. That is their yeah, guarantee that they're going to have access to having health insurance. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. Like they right. still have to pay health insurance. Yeah. And then on working dues, 2.5% of gross earnings under equity under an equity contract, which are collected through weekly payroll deductions. That's it. That yeah. to me, that fee is what's hard. Please note, gross earnings do not include the minimum portion of out-of-town per diem expense expenses um yeah. there is so an initiation fee of eighteen hundred dollars within a maximum three-year period while working on a contract yeah crazy 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into this, right? There's mm-hmm. a, there's so many things because as of course, with anything else, once you start thinking about how really awesome this is, you also think about the downfalls of the system. Right. And as we were saying, when you become an equity actor, you, it's really great right? Because you have access to auditioning without open calls for some roles that are just equity. You have a higher likelihood that you're going to be paid the wage you deserve to be paid. Although I'm still in full agreement that everyone equity and not equity needs to be paid more actors and stage managers because they are not paid enough, but right. But you have access to higher in the theater. We will say in in the the theater theater. (laughs) and you have higher yeah, access to higher pay and benefits. And, you know, if something goes wrong, right? Like if God forbids, which happens, right? Like there is abuse or workplace misconduct or, or, you know, not even related to people, but like there's endangerment on the set. You have a place to go to who will help you. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't guarantee everything's going to be fine, but it's kind of like, a, uh, you know, you have somewhere to turn to. Mm -hmm. Um. But if you are talented but not able to book a role and you're an equity actor and you're not able to book an equity role, it's really challenging for you to be paid. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I think this discussion, I think it's important for people to know what actors' equity is and then also what, you know, surrounding this whole um, new cycle of actors equity, them going on strike. Like I think all that's important, but also I think there's two questions in my brain, which we can talk about as well, which are, which one to me, Rachel, in your opinion, and you know, obviously we're just talking about our opinions here is like, is actors equity worth it? Mm. What do you think? I mean, I obviously I did a lot of research, aka I watched tons of TikTok videos. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what was really interesting was hearing some actors who said, uh, right now for me and where I am in my career, the only way I would become an equity worker is if I contracted with a job that needed me to be one. Yeah. Um, and then you have people who are equity workers who are equity, you know, uh, actors. And I can't imagine what it would be like for them if they weren't equity workers, right? Like if they Mm -hmm. didn't have that, right? Like I don't want them to not be able to be represented here. But I think what is very challenging for me, uh, which maybe is closer to whatever your second question might be. What's challenging for me is that it feels like the door Right. The accessible door, the door of progress and the door to what we think is the highest caliber of theater is shut off for people who aren't equity most of the time. Right. Whereas I think there may be, although this is not how money works, but there may be a world where we could say um, we're going to have a non-equity tour where not everyone has to be represented by the Actors' Equity Association, but we are willing to like cast equity actors and we're willing to fully support equity actors in pay and all the other things that we would, but we don't have to just cast equity actors. Well, I think Um, that's the statement that the Mean Girls Tour is saying. 
yeah with the non-equity tour i mean obviously that had to come from someone and i think tina fey had to had to have had to approve that um I mean, she's not, like, the producer of the... I mean, she's kind of a, f- a funder of the show. I mean, she's the face of Mean Girls. So when people mm-hmm. think of Mean Girls, they think of Tina Fey. So I think she had to at least be like, well, this is... is this?" She had to be in the conversation for that to happen. Um, so I think that's interesting. And I wonder... I'm sure the reasoning behind it was, yeah, we want to get people that aren't just that you know non-equity actors we want them to work too and find work as well um so that'll be interesting i mean it's also a brand like mean girls is a brand like people know that show so i think they're able to do it also i wonder if smaller shows could do something like that but um that's interesting yeah i think ultimately like unions in for the most part what we've seen are good for a lot of people I think it depends on the field that you're in of course Mm -hmm. but a union can be a good thing I think when it gets to a a place where it's like abusing power or you're you're not really thinking about the actual people that are in your union that's when it can become dangerous well I think if I were to really throw back to what I imagine this is not true but what i can visualize as the beginning of union work which is coal and other mining oh sorry even further back than newsy well yeah Um, we can all put ourselves in newsy shoes true but right there there's it when you're thinking about being a part of a labor union for say you're a coal miner well, it's, of course, your choice to decide if you want to be that. And that yeah. doesn't mean, and, and most of the time, the consequence isn't that your job is going to say, oh, well, now you're part of that union. You got to get out. Mm-hmm. You can't work here anymore. Yeah. We can't afford to have you anymore because you're part of the union. Most of the time, um, they are like, sure, whatever, <laughs> right? Like, right. Or, or there are multiple places in the market of coal mining uh, in this scenario. Why did I pick this <laughs> metaphor or visual? Right, where you can go, good, you can just go right. You could just go right across the street and work right. for Joe Schmo over there. Right. Um, and coal mine just as good as I can coal mine over here, and you can be represented by the labor union who's going to pick it with you when something goes wrong when there's an issue and i can work over here because i don't want to deal with the labor unions right now and it's the same thing i mean you might get 10 more cents an hour than i do and they might help you get benefits but you get to choose that but the Mm -hmm. but the when we all go home you and i are both coal miners Right. You see what I mean? And this is why this feels so challenging. I'm sure this is the same way in um in coal mining. Hollywood. I just don't in coal mining. (laughs) I just don't know enough about Hollywood, right? But like what's challenging here is that it feels like there should be able to be a space where you get to choose if you want to be an equity actor and also not have to lose out on jobs on both ends, like people on both of these sides. People who are equity actors and people who are non-equity actors are technically losing out on on jobs, mm-hmm. and and it yeah. just it feels like there should be some kind of solution here, 
And I'm not sure if that's actually actor. Wow. If that's actually actors equity association's job or whether that should mm-hmm. be more onus on the Broadway league. Mm-hmm. Right. And producers, yeah. right. Like maybe it's their fault mm-hmm. that this isn't happening. Or maybe just there needs to be more communication and, and, and an understanding right. of yeah. like what the actors actually need from this conversation. So. Well, and it's and it's hard, right? Like I can imagine our think throwing back to our hometown theater, they <laughs> can't possibly say yes to all the equity actors who might want to come in and do a show because they can't afford it. Because right. a lot of these show, a lot of these places, and we talked theater. about round right. Well, we talked yeah. about roundabout theater at the beginning. That is a non-for-profit theater that exists. Right. It just happens to exist on Broadway. Yeah. Right. And so you cannot afford the fees potentially to both actors equity when you have an equity actor and Mm -hmm. also then to the actor who is equity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I doubt a Broadway actor, an equity actor who's coming to a regional production would would say I'll be paid less just because I want to come down here. But they can't. And, they can't say yeah. that because that's technically right. what they agreed to. Right. This is what's challenging. They can't right. say that. Right. Right. Because so they are to, equity. Yeah, you have to pay them the higher salary. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Crazy. Uh well my last question oh, is yes. Tell me because yes. it always mm-hmm. comes back to the mm-hmm. angel, the demon, Patty, Patty the Pound. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, the angel and demon on both our shoulders. Um, yeah, it's so true. It, yeah. If not, at least eight other people on our shoulders. Yeah, Patty yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Patty Lapone justified in what she like? Is she maybe not justified, but is she like? Is what she's doing like? I don't know. Like a notable. Like, is that a good thing? Like, is she what no. she's doing? Like a. Like, do, do people understand what she's I feel like no one's even really talking about it anymore. Well, because but. what she did was she threw a temper tantrum and said, I'm not going to be held yeah. to a higher account. I'm leaving. Right. Like, right. I, it's so different. What the Mean Girls broad, uh, Mean Girls tour is doing is taking a stance on this. What Patty is doing is saying, goodbye, I'm out. Peace out. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think she thinks we're all going to sing a sonata now. And, like, the... <laughs> Right, like play her off and be like crying, yeah. like it's the end of Phantom of the Opera, and we're mm-hmm. over here like, okay, do whatever you want, Patty Lapone. Like, yeah, we're it's your world. We're all just living in it anyway, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you're not, not once did she say, I'm, I'm, as you heard in the quotes that Taylor said earlier, not once did she say something like, it's really hard for people who are equity to get jobs i too am in solidarity or you know she said nothing about but other it's people also, it's not hard for patty lapone to get a job because she's no, patty of course LuPone. not of course not so. but she never said anything about even if yeah. it was symbolic yeah like she never said anything about anyone else no. clate Ban- clate kate blanchett at least says right like that this is bad because we're pitting other people against other people yes yes that is true Patty Lapone was like, I'm done with you, mother effers. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do think this is an interesting discussion, and I love talking about 
the Patty Lapone get riled drama. up about Patty and Lapone and uh, I know actors. and and another reason why I do think it's an interesting discussion uh, uh, besides the fact that it is a very timely discussion yeah. is that next month we are starting our Tony coverage um so I Yay! think talking about how actors are treated how the importance of awards the importance the non-importance of award, like are awards even important mm-hmm. are you know how do we treat those that are in you know an equity production versus the non-equity or things like that um yeah. so i think it's all an important discussion and one that we're you know um constantly you know hopefully going to be having on this show so before we finish this discussion um let me just put out some fun facts that i saw online and basically these fun facts are just people that had to broadway actors that had to change their name because the are you frozen oh okay no, no you're good. I, I, I think I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, there's a dog that's barking very loud oh, okay, outside okay Broadway actors that had to change their name because when you join the Actors' Equity, there may be some people that have the same name as you. So some of these performers had oh, to change their name, and I thought I feel this like I maybe fun. know one of them. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, the first one I found, her name is Diane Keaton, is who we know as her now. Which I did look up. She's done a ton of Broadway stuff, but she also was in the original production of Hair on Broadway. I did not know that. Yes. So her original, her birth name is Diane Hall. But apparently that was taken. She could not have it. So she had to This is so funny. My name is Rachel Jones. Can you imagine there's definitely someone named Rachel Jones? (laughs) I mean, Rachel Bay Jones. Yeah. So I'm I'm done. I'm toast. I guess you could do it because there's no bay in the middle. So. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and I watched a 26-minute uh, interview <laughs> with uh, uh, Nathan Lane today about his entire career on Playbill, and I highly recommend. Mm. Um, and I so Nathan Lane, Lane is not his real name, and he said that in the in the interview. So um, do you know his real name? No, but I knew it he is. was one of these people on the list. Yes. I remember so he named this. his. He chose his name because. Of Nathan Detroit in Guys and Dolls was his fate is his favorite character. Oh my and god! He eventually went on to play Nathan Detroit on Broadway in Guys and Dolls, but that's why he chose Nathan Detroit. And his birth name is Joseph Lane, which apparently was taken. Can you imagine? This no. is really <laughs> terrifying. Nathan to me suits him a little bit more, and uh, he, he told this story in the video, which again we'll link in the show notes, about so his first show he ever did. Some like really famous act, um, George C. Scott was in the show, and he George C. Scott kept calling him um, Norman, kept calling him Norman instead of Nathan, <laughs> and he didn't correct him. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, my oh I know. Hilarious. It's yes. too much. Also, um, he had a little um thing about Adam's family and he was like, everyone hated this show. <laughs> like all the all the reviewers. He was like, I yeah, enjoyed it, but yeah, yeah. It. yeah. Revive Adam's family. I know, right? Now that Phantom's gone. <laughs> right. Okay. So next is this is one you might know. Um Emma Stone is mm. not. Emma Stone, but it's very close. Originally, though, so her maiden her her maiden name. Oh my gosh, her her birth name is mm-hmm. Emily Stone. Mm-hmm. 
But when she first joined Actors Equity, she put in as Riley Stone is what she first put it in as. But then she didn't like that, so she changed it to Emma Stone. Isn't that weird? I know. Wild. Which I do like. I do think Emma fits her more than Riley, I will say. Emily was fine, but you know. But apparently there was an Emily Stone. That's That's why she had to do it. I want people um, to find these people and be like, you had my name. And now I'm I mean, a famous Broadway actor. Yeah. Obviously, the another famous example is Natalie Portman. Her, her I keep saying maiden name. I don't know why. Her her birth name, name was Natalie, Natalie Hirschlog. I don't know if you know that. But no. that was her. Hirschlog? Her. Yes. She's, she was born in Israel. That's amazing. But also Portman. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. My final two are the Doctor Who himself, David Tennant, who has been in a ton of theater. I looked at his Wikipedia. Including uh, American Psycho, which had Jonathan Bailey in it. You're welcome, everyone. Once again, go and listen to that cast. So Tennant is not his last name. His uh, his uh, birth name is David McDonald. Yes, David McDonald. (laughs) I'm on. I know. Amazing. It. I don't know. It kind of suits him. And last but not least, a total name change. This is not her real name, and you cannot. We can't not talk about Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi. (laughs) Who also hosted is on the View when I saw yes, that. Yes, also on the View. Yeah, and also was in funny thing that happened on the way to the forum, and she's done a, some Broadway. She's a very big Broadway advocate. Yeah. Um, for the theater, but that her birth name is completely different. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, also, EGOT winner herself, um, Karen Johnson. Oh, wow. Yeah, Karen Johnson. Aww, but Karen is spelled C-A-R-Y-N. Karen. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So Whoopi is the original Karen is really what we're... Well, she could be Karen Cartwright. True. Whoopi Goldberg as in the Smash musical as I'm Karen sorry. Cartwright. I just visualized <laughs> what that would be like. That would be amazing. So anyway, I wanted to also reference those fun <laughs> name you. changes. Yes. Yay, Yay. Thanks uh, for the journey, Taylor. Absolutely, fun. Rachel. It was a Actors journey. Actors Equity Association. Journey I know, I got riled up. <laughs> I was riled up. Yeah. I have no yeah. stake in this game, y'all. But it's true. I... We will post all of Rachel's TikToks in our show notes yeah. that she watched. It's just super fascinating. And, and if you're yeah. if you're someone who is a professional actor, um, or has Aspiring. been a professional actor yeah. and has an equity card and you yeah. have experiences, like, let us know. Like, we truly know that we are not mm-hmm. experienced in this space, but we also yeah. find this to be such an interesting conversation for what Taylor was saying, because we are also patrons. We mm-hmm. are here and we financially support theater um, mm-hmm. and we want to be as informed as we can about how and why and where. Yeah. Um, those financials or that financial support goes. Yeah. yeah. And we want to support the people that, that put on this. Actually do the work. Love. And yeah, actually do the work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much Yay! for this hey, equity discussion and Patty. And a check-in on Pat, good old Patty yeah. Lapone. Every six months we'll do a check-in on Patty. Where in the world is Patty? All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. 
Let's do it. Since we're introducing all of our segments this week, as if no one's ever been here before. I know. This is the segment where Taylor and I pick a... What? Where (laughs) Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, what have Mm. we been doing? What have we been up to? What are our vibes? And then we Mm. scour the theater universe and think... What theater character is out there that has the same thoughts, feelings, and vibes as us? And sometimes we just cheat and we're like, this is on brand and on theme. And so this is who we're going to be. The BCU, the Broadway Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we would also love to hear your thoughts about all this equity, Actors' Equity Association discussion, your Patty thoughts. We would also love to hear your characters this week. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are. You may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel, are you ready to hear my character this week? Please tell me. Yes, yes. So it's been kind of a chill week. I haven't been working too much this week, and I feel like I've had a lot of downtime a couple these past couple of days just sleeping in a little bit it's been so nice so i feel like this character is like super chill she loves to like hang out in her neighborhood even when it's a hot summer and hmm. um at the end of the show she doesn't have that great of a because she does pass away but anyway she's just loving her family <laughs> she's washing out for them she's very chill because that is abuela claudia from in the heights <laughs> oh my <laughs> she's god just having a chill cool uh, hot girl summer that's what she's having yeah yeah. I when I think of her, I think of hot girl summer specifically. <laughs> I mean that there was a heat wave in the oh, show. Is that what it is? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was ill prepared for that. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> love Abuela. Abuela. Yeah. 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 Oh, now I want to go back and watch that when she's the candle. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Who is your Okay, it's on HBO Max right now, which is or soon to be Max. Who knows? I know Max. I don't know. It's wait. Yesterday I went to karaoke. I went to trivia and I swore that one of the answers was Max. Like not about HBO Max. And my friend was like, Rachel, you're just thinking that because HBO Max is turning into Max. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's probably yeah, it's, it's the answer weird... was Sam. Yeah. In case you wanted to know. Yeah, also, the, the Harry Potter discussion. We can talk about this for days. Oh, yeah. That's too many things. Oh, okay. my gosh. Yeah. Rachel, who's your character this week? This week is a bit of a stretch for me. Um, but here's how I got here. Because Wells I was Fargo thinking. Wagon part two. <laughs> yeah. Here's where I was thinking. I was thinking, yeah. you know what, Patty Lapome, she's such a diva. And then I was like, wow, I can't be a, the- a character she's been because that's too on the nose. But what are some other Broadway divas that exist and what have their mm. roles been? Okay. But also, I do feel, as I think about it, that this character, she just don't really know what she wants. She is in an abusive relationship with herself mm. and um, really manipulates specifically one other person the most but also two other people at least um to get what she thinks she wants uh but ultimately that doesn't satisfy her and she thinks she knows everything and although i'm not sure i'm fully that this week i do feel that sometimes i think i know what's best and i also am trying to protect myself at all costs and sometimes that results in someone being locked in a tower with their (laughs) hair I did not um, know where this was going. <laughs> so this week I'm the witch. 
coming to the woods. <laughs> wow, that was thrown out of one field. Yeah, wow. I know. Wow. Really, I burned up. Peter's got me there, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we all love. Yeah, Bernadette is that Broadway diva that just like doesn't keep herself in the news. I feel like she is the like the I feel classy version of Patty Lupone. Uh, Julie Andrews is the classy version <laughs> oh, yeah, of a right. Broadway diva, and Bernadette mm-hmm. Peters is like the theater version of a mm-hmm. Broadway diva. You know, I she see. just is. She's yeah. talented. I'm sure she has an attitude sometimes. Yeah. I think she's just like a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's Audra. The Queen of Among oh. Us. Yeah. Guys, go listen back to our Broadway Divas episode. <laughs> if you liked our discussion here today, follow us on social media uh, and our website at theaternerdpod.com and on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. <laughs>